Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. Well, Gateway, what a joy and an honor it is to be here and to bring greetings on behalf of your worldwide Baptist family in 128 countries and territories. It's an amazing family. And Gateway, you belong to this family. Baptists from uh, Brazil to Bangladesh, from Spain to Sudan, from Argentina to Australia. Across all these languages and cultures and ethnicities and countries, we belong together because we belong to Jesus Christ. And because we belong to Jesus, we are called in the Holy Spirit to God's global mission. At the Baptist World Alliance, your worldwide Baptist family, we are passionate about sharing the gospel, standing with the persecuted, and supporting Baptists as they minister to their communities all around the world. We believe in God's unchanging mission. Now, styles may change, programs may change, but the mission of God never changes. If you have your Bible, would you open up or power up to Matthew chapter 28? Matthew chapter 28 will go right to the end of that chapter to a well-known passage called the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28 beginning in verse number 18. All authority, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. These verses are a reminder of a core teaching in our Baptist theology. Every Baptist is to share their faith. Just eight days ago, I was with a North Korean woman named Shion. Shion had been imprisoned 20 times in North Korea. She finally got out by selling herself into marriage in another country and then traveling across multiple other countries to reach South Korea. There in South Korea, she eventually became a believer. And once she was a believer, she earned a Master in Divinity degree. And now today, she is studying a doctorate degree in theology because her dream is to return to North Korea as a missionary. And as somebody who has the training to lift up a new generation of Christian believers. As we were visiting, she shared these words to describe the situation in North Korea today from her perspective. She says, This is a story of pain and torture, but we see how God is moving. Even now, the gospel is being preached in North Korea. Even now, I don't say, Lord, don't send me back. I pray, Lord, let your will be done. And then she concluded with this last sentence, which is really challenging, at least for me. I believe for the kingdom, there have to be sacrifices and martyrdom. 
Do we believe? Every Baptist is a missionary. Like Shion, are we willing? We are called to share our faith in our home, neighborhood, city, country, and around the world. The Lord can use you as a gospel worker in your school and in your office. Every Baptist is a missionary. And in Matthew chapter 28, the scriptures here give us four alls. And these four alls help us live on God's unchanging mission. The first all is all authority is in Jesus. Now, this all gives us the right and the power. We are to abide in the authority and the power of Jesus because all authority belongs to him. Now, it may look like there is great authority in the world. And some, like Queen Elizabeth, held to authority for a long period of time. It may look like the forces of this world, the powers and the principalities of this world have authority, but all authority is ultimately in Jesus Christ. The second all is all nations. Go and make disciples, Jesus says, of all nations. So that's our scope. That's our task. That's our responsibility. God's unchanging mission is in all nations. There's a responsibility to consider all areas, especially those that are unreached with the good news. We know there are many in this city who do not yet know. And we know there are many in this country who do not yet know. But there are many around the world Statisticians, uh, people who are engaged in this research, tell us that there are three billion people around the world who've never heard the good news of Jesus Christ. So what are we to do? Well, we are to teach them all that Jesus has commanded. That's the strategy. We have the authority. We have the scope. This is the strategy. We are to teach and proclaim Jesus, how, lived, how Jesus lived, what Jesus said, and not just the portions that we like or that make us feel comfortable. We must teach all of Jesus. We have a response. We have an opportunity to abide in Jesus. We have a scope, all nations. We have a strategy to share Jesus. And then this fourth all, Jesus says, I will be with you always. This is the promise of Jesus' presence. Now notice, success is not the promise. Recognition is not the promise. Jesus is the promise. No matter what we face as we live on this unchanging mission, Jesus will always be with us, and Jesus is enough. Then Jesus came to them and said in Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. As believers, we are called to be centered around Jesus Christ, for all authority in heaven and on earth is in Jesus. Now, this is particularly relevant in the Gospel of Matthew. One of the objectives of this particular Gospel is to illustrate how Jesus fulfills the Old Testament, that Matthew is the Gospel that demonstrates how Jesus fulfills God's unchanging mission, which began all the way back in the book of Genesis. The Father has sent the Son. The Son has sent the Spirit, and the Spirit is sending you. 
Now, every Baptist is to share their faith. Over the last 10 years, the worldwide Baptist family has grown 22%. Praise the Lord. You are part of a growing Baptist family. Now, this is different region by region. In the last 10 years, the Baptist movement in Europe has declined 3%. And the Baptist movement in North America has declined 6%. But in the last 10 years, the Baptist movement in Asia has grown 20%. Praise God. In the last 10 years, the Baptist movement in Latin America has grown 41%. And in the last 10 years, the Baptist movement in Africa has grown 134%. The Holy Spirit is moving in powerful ways around the world because all authority is in Jesus. We need not worry about building for ourselves or our churches, or our organization's power and authority. Though they are seductive, the power and influence in this world is fading. Focus on the mission of Jesus. Now, the Gospel of Matthew demonstrates five categories over which Jesus has definitive and decisive authority. Jesus has authority over nature, demons, disease, death, and sin. These realities can continue to look like they have authority today. But the power of Jesus is greater than any authority in the world. Last year, some historic floods swept through Germany. You may remember it destroyed many communities. It took many lives. And I had the privilege of going not long after those horrific floods were there. And I visited several different communities. And in one of those communities, I had lunch with a church planner. And we met in the home of an apartment where that church is meeting, a home of a woman who's in her 80s. I love that. If you're in your 80s, host a home group. Now, this woman, uh, she's the only believer in her family. She was the only believer on the floor in her apartment. And so she described what it was like as those floods began rising up through her building and flooding out apartments. You could still see when I was there the total destruction all in that area. And she said, you know, as the floodwaters were rising, I was praying, and eventually I had to evacuate and go higher up into the building because the water was coming up. And eventually, of course, the water receded, and she described going back down and discovering that all of the apartments on that floor had been completely flooded out. They'd been completely destroyed. And she opened the door to her apartment, and not one drop of water had entered her apartment. It's a miracle. And she described how all the rest of the residents came back to the apartment all across the building and came to her and said, you must serve a God who is real. Tell us about this God whom you are serving, who has authority even over nature. And she just radiated passion and joy for sharing Christ in this time of trouble. And she ended her story with this question, would you pray for revival and that our small group would be faithful to live a missionary witness before the door closes again in our secular society. 
The sin in our lives and the lives of others can feel like they have authority. People can live in the chains of sin and shame and guilt until they find forgiveness and freedom in Jesus. And I want you to know today, if you feel like your life is out of control, if you feel shame or trapped, you're not alone. Every believer in Jesus in this room has felt that way, including myself. I can remember lying in my bed and wondering if God would ever love or ever forgive me. And today, I want you to know you can respond and find freedom in Jesus Christ. Whatever authority you feel is in control of your life, Jesus has the power to set you free. Would you turn to Jesus today? For there is much in this world that looks as if it has lasting power. Other religious beliefs can feel as if they have controlling authority. Global pandemics, changing environments, floods and droughts can all feel as if nature has authority. Disease, culture, government, militaries, economics, all of these exercise authority, but their authority is limited by time. Do not be worried about time-limited authorities. Do not give into the power and the influence of time-limited authorities. They are a smoke, a mask of emptiness, a vapor, for there is no power, there is no authority, there is no situation, no experience, no problem you can face, no doubt that you will come your way that can overcome Jesus Christ. Jesus is the source of your authority, identity, and being. And as followers of Jesus, the invitation is not to live by the limits of time, but to live as if we're eternally bound. Live by the time and the authority of all eternity, for all authority in heaven and on earth is in Jesus Christ. Therefore, Jesus says, Go and make disciples of all nations. Now, the Greek phrase used here is pantata ethne, all nations. It's used four times in the Gospel of Matthew. I, I guess Matthew knew that for many of us, it's hard to make disciples of all nations. I mean, it's easy to reach out to people who look like us, live like us, talk like us, have a culture like us. But God's kingdom is a multinational reality. To be a disciple of Jesus is to be a witness to all nations. Now, can I, can I confess this morning? You know, confession is good for the soul, isn't it? Can, can I confess this morning, there, there are some passages of Scripture, we, we like to take some passages of Scripture and we say, right, that bit applies to my life. And then we take other bits of Scripture and we say, right, that bit applies to somebody who's been called to it. Uh, maybe you don't do that, but I know I struggle with this. Like, for example, let me give you an example. I get to Matthew eleven twenty-eight, where we read these words from Jesus. And Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And we all say, yes, 
right? And it's true. If you don't have rest today, you can find that rest in Jesus Christ. We take that wonderful promise from Jesus and we say, that applies to my life. And then we get to Matthew 28, where Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. And we say, thank God he's called someone else to do that. David Platt notes that we often assign the obligations of Christianity to a few while keeping the privileges of Christianity for us all. As followers of Jesus, we are called to take the gospel to all nations. Now, a nation is both people and structures. When we think about what is a nation, it's political structures, laws, entertainment, environmental realities, borders and boundaries, cultures and languages. All of that is part of what we mean when we say nation. Therefore, followers of Jesus are called to live out the gospel witness in every one of these realities. We need followers of Christ who will see your profession as a place to live out the kingdom of God, your home, your classroom, your work office, your medical clinic, your farm. All of these are outposts for the kingdom of God, an opportunity to live out God's unchanging mission of good news. A nation is these structures, but it's also people. And not just one kind of person, but lots of different kinds of people. And the Great Commission calls us to consider the realities of people groups, different kinds of people within whom the gospel can spread. These could be ethnic groups or language groups. These could be immigrant groups. These could be groups of affinity or profession like teachers or doctors or the homeless. Who are the groups in this community who are most unreached with the gospel? And how are you reaching out to them? Can I encourage you as a church to continue to adopt unreached peoples in this community and around the world? As you may know, today, 75% of all of the most unreached people groups in the world are in Asia. God has placed you in this strategic location for a reason. And the most unreached people group in all of the world is in Bangladesh. Recently, one of the Baptist pastors in Bangladesh had to go into hiding because his life was being threatened. Some of those who are serving on the front lines are in a reality where they could face death. Yet, the Baptists there sacrificed resources to send Bangladeshi Baptists to live in villages as witnesses in the most unreached people group in the world, just as this church has often done. What are we willing to sacrifice? What priorities are we willing to change? Use the freedom that you have today in this country, not to preserve your freedom, but to become a great mission-sending church here and into unreached areas that do not have the freedom that you have today. Friends, right here at this church, if you're willing, as Tim and Stuart have already highlighted, you have an unparalleled opportunity to literally serve the nations. As they shared earlier, every five years, the Baptist World Alliance hosts a World Congress. At our last Congress, we had delegates from 75% of the nations of the world. Can you imagine that? 75%. 
75% of the nations of the world coming together in worship and in service and in prayer and in listening and in learning and doing mission together. It's awesome. And the next World Congress will be right here in Brisbane in July 2025. Now, listen, these World Congresses, they rotate, you know, as you might have heard of the name, around the world. So the next time we will be in Asia is in 2050. I, I don't want you to wait till 2050. To be honest, I hope to be with Jesus in 2050, right? I don't want you to wait till 2050. This is our opportunity right here in 2025, and it's an honor for the Baptist Road Alliance to partner with Australian Baptist Ministries and Queensland Baptist and the Baptist churches of Brisbane, including Gateway, as thousands of Baptists from more than 100 countries come to Brisbane in July 2025. Now, three years from now may sound like a long time, but, you know, it takes a lot of effort to plan these congresses. And your Baptist family needs your help in this once-in-a-generation way. We're expecting thousands of Baptists from Australia and thousands of Baptists from around the world to worship and serve and mission. Just this last week, I was in Seoul, uh, South Korea, uh, last Sunday. And one of the pastors there, one of the mega churches, you know, a really small church of about 25,000 members on a Sunday morning, he said, uh, he said we're making a commitment. We're going to bring a 1,000 people from Seoul to Brisbane, Australia to worship together. It's awesome. But we cannot do that without your support. We need your support as prayer warriors, as stewards, as volunteers, as children and youth workers in creative arts and mission service and in help with finances. And we want all of you to come and to experience this Baptist family for yourself. Thousands of Baptists flying into Brisbane. You enter into that, that opening worship service when we do a roll call of the nations. And you see all of them marching in. People from Africa and Asia and Latin America and North America and Europe. And you, experiencing the reality of heaven together You'll hear from mission leaders and church leaders. You'll hear from people who've been persecuted. You'll hear from all these kinds of individuals. And if you will serve in that one week, because we will have people there from 100 nations at one time, in that one week, your church can have the opportunity to touch more individual nations than you will at any other point in the life of this church. So on behalf of a worldwide Baptist family, Gateway, we need you. And I'm asking, will you take this once-in-a-generation mission moment and touch the nations? Now, would you do me a favor? I want you to pull out your phone right now, and I want you to put these dates into your phone, right? Would you pull out your phone? I want you to put these dates into your phone, because I want you to plan now to be present whether you're there serving or whether you're there also worshiping alongside all of us, I want you to put these dates into your calendar now. July 2025. Now, they'll start with two pre-summits. On Monday, July the 7th, and Tuesday, July the 8th, we'll have a summit, a Baptist Women's Summit, and we'll have a Next Gen Leadership Summit. The rest of the Congress will begin on Wednesday, July the 9th. 
and it will finish on the evening of Saturday, July the 12th. I know it's a big ask, but I want you to mark this in now so you don't book those times for vacation. In fact, I want to ask if you're willing, go ahead and plan now to take that week off from vacation and to join into this once-in-a-generation opportunity to experience your worldwide family, a hundred nations coming together. So Gateway, I'm asking, are you prepared to touch the nations? To embrace God's unchanging mission is to live as disciples centered in Jesus, to recognize his authority, and to live with an intentional mission witness to all nations and all people. And as we live with that intention, what are we to do? Well, Jesus says we're to teach all that he commanded. We're to go and make disciples. Now, in the Greek, this is a command. We could read it this way, go and make disciples disciples, exclamation mark. Make disciples. It's a command, even if this requires suffering. Remember, Matthew 28 is given in the context of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. In Matthew 5.10, we are told that those who are persecuted as they follow Jesus are blessed. Suffering is a natural component to the kingdom of God, for we are to live not by the confines of time, but by the reality of eternity. According to Matthew 28, that means, well, we have to go. We are to be people who cross over boundaries, cross over ethnicities, cross over our comfort zones, cross over our streets cross over the hallway in order to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And you notice in Matthew 28, there, there's no geographical qualifiers in this verse about where we are to go. We are to be a missionary in every community. Every Baptist is a missionary. Are you going? Are we sharing? And as we go, believers are to be baptized. As Baptists, we continue to understand that baptism is the process of individuals joining into a family of believers we so often call church. Discipleship is not something we can do alone. It is something we can do together in community. It's why joining a small group and a life group is so important. Missions is not just about people being saved as individuals. It's about planting churches as we recognize we need community and family in order to live as disciples. As individuals in community, we are to obey all that Jesus commanded, even the hard teaching, like loving Forgiving, denying self, picking up the cross, and going. We are to be kingdom citizens, for Jesus came to announce the kingdom of God and to teach us to live according to that kingdom. And in the, at the end of this passage, we're given one final all. It's an incredible promise. What does Jesus say? And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age, the fourth all of this great commission. It's a wonderful promise, but did you notice it's a contingent promise, right? We cannot take the privilege of this promise and separate it from the responsibility of the preceding verses. You know, many Christians will say, Jesus will be with me always, and that's true, 
right? We get to this last verse in the Gospel of Matthew and we say, Jesus will be with me always. Yes, that applies to my life. You know, but that verse right before, go and make disciples. No, that applies to missionaries who are called to it. We cannot take the privilege and separate it from the responsibility. They are one passage together. Jesus' great presence, the fullness and the beauty of that presence is most wonderfully experienced as we are obedient to go. What a blessed presence it is. The promise is Jesus' presence. The promise is not success. The promise is not riches. The promise is not mental and physical health. The promise is not recognition. The promise is not authority. The promise is not culture. The promise is Jesus' presence. We must be willing to live as if Jesus is enough. All those other things are wonderful, and so many times we do experience them, but they're not the promise. The promise is the presence of Jesus. Several years ago, I was in Somalia with a group of pastors. Uh, one of the pastors was named Abdullahi. Now, when Abdullahi was a nine-year-old boy, he had a vision, and in that vision, he heard a voice which said to him, follow me, my name is Jesus. So he woke up and he gave his life to Jesus, and he knew he needed to find a Bible. He'd never seen one before. It took him six years before he found a Bible. Now, unfortunately, after he found that Bible, he began studying it, and his family discovered him studying that Scripture, and they turned him over to the authorities. And at the age of 15, he was incarcerated for his faith. Can you imagine? So I asked him, I said, Abdullahi, I mean, forgive me, what was it like to be a teenager who was put in prison for your faith for studying the Bible? He said, no, I, I don't like to remember those days. I don't want to talk about them because they were days, they were filled with pain and torture. They physically beat me. I don't like to remember those days. I said, okay, that's fair enough. I said, can I change the question then? I said, was there a Bible passage that you held on to during the midst of that experience? And he said, oh, yes. Yes, there was a Bible passage I held on to. Jesus said, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. And Abdullahi described that as those guards were torturing him, he would yell out this verse and this promise. And two of those who were physically beating him came to him in his prison cell and gave their life to Jesus Christ. As we go, even in the midst of suffering, Jesus will always be with us. This is the unchanging mission of God in Matthew 28 with four alls. All authority is in Jesus. Therefore, we are called to go to all people, to obey all that Jesus commanded in the certainty that as we live with this missional intentionality, we will know the beautiful promise of Jesus's always presence. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Gateway, a church which is committed to live on mission. But Lord, we ask, send them again. Send every one of us to our next door neighbors, to our classmates, to our colleagues and our offices. Send us, Lord, beyond our comfort and our culture. Send us around the nations. 
I thank you, Lord, that you're sending the nations to this city. You're sending different immigrants and ethnic groups, and you're also sending the nations here in just a few years. And Lord, I ask that you would use this church in a special way. Would your Holy Spirit continue to fill and to flow through this church and through every believer who will live with an absolute commitment that every Baptist is a missionary, that we can step forward in your authority, teaching all that you commanded in the certainty that no matter what we may experience, you will always be with us. And today, Lord, as we respond, we say, your presence is enough. Better than the entertainment, better than the authority and the power of this world, better than the sin that we so often allowed us to chain our own hearts, you are enough. And to you we say, Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. I wonder if you're here this morning and you haven't yet said yes to Jesus. I wonder if you've heard that message and that passion. And over the course of this morning, as we've reflected that He reigns, that He died and rose again, and He's forgiven you for your sins. All you need to do is trust in Him. I'm going to give you an invitation to do that this morning. To make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. To say yes to Jesus. And to make a decision to follow Him. I'm going to ask us all again just to, to bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you're here this morning and you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to say yes to Him. You want to say, you want to accept His forgiveness. You want to say yes to the invitation of eternal life. I'm just going to ask you right now to lift your hand up in the air so I can see it. I'd love to pray with you. We'd love to celebrate with you. We'd love to help you take some next steps in that journey. So if that's you right now, whilst every eye is closed, can I get you to raise your hand? Just slip it up in the air. You're saying yes to Jesus this morning. That's great. That's awesome. If you're online, just uh, click the, the, the link there in the chat. We'd love to pray with you as well. Don't want to extend this for too long, but if you're here this morning, you want to accept Jesus, now's your moment. Now's your opportunity. Just raise your hand. We'd love to pray with you. Okay. That's cool. So we've had some people respond, and I'd love us to, uh, to pray this morning. If you're a follower of Jesus, I'd love to invite you to pray along with me. If you rose your hand, can I get you to pray along with me as we just uh, say thank you to Jesus for what He's done. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for the sins that I have committed. Lord, all of the mistakes and missteps in my life. But I'm thankful that you took my place and that you died for my sins on the cross. Lord, I accept your forgiveness and your offer of eternal life. 
Jesus, I look forward to being in eternity with you and serving you in this life here on earth. Today, I accept you as Lord and Saviour, Jesus. Amen. Amen. How about we give a round of applause to those that raised their hands this morning? Hey, I want to encourage you, if that was you, we'd love to get some resources into your hand. Uh, we'd love to invite you to head to our welcome desk. They've got some, uh, a package there that would love to help you take some next steps in your faith. But why don't we all stand this morning? We're going to sing one final song as we are gathered here today. And it's a, it's a prayer. This song is a prayer that, that God would bring revival. And this morning, maybe you've been really challenged. You've been inspired by what Elijah had to share. You know that we are all on mission. We are all called to go into all the world and to preach the good news. But maybe for you here this morning, there's something that's holding you back. Maybe there's some, some fear that is preventing you from having the conversations that you just in your heart want to have. Maybe there's a barrier that's been put up that, that you just can't seem to push through and you need God's wisdom. You need His strength. You need His courage to be faithful to that great commission and to share the gospel. I want to invite you as we sing this morning, I invite our prayer team down the front. We invite our pastoral team down the front as well. We would love to pray for you. We'd love to pray for you that, that, that God would give you strength. God would give you courage. God would help you overcome so that you can shine brightly for Him. And this morning, there's some people who might be led to, to get their passports out, to dust their passports off, to, to then head out into the world and to take the Great Commission around the nations. We've got a mission trip happening to PNG a little later in this year. And if you have got a, a desire to be part of that trip, I'd love you to come down the front here and have a chat and be prayed for by Eleanor. And Eleanor would love to connect you with the opportunities that God has for us as we resume our short-term mission trips. But as we sing this morning, we're going to uh, respond and say, Here I am, Lord, send me. If you would like prayer for boldness and courage and strength this morning, I want to invite you to come down and be prayed for as we sing. But come on, let the rest of us, why don't we sing this song as a prayer this morning that God would bring revival. Oh, my God. 
such a celebration, would just uh, be such a reflection of what heaven is like. God, we pray for Elijah and the team that are putting that together. Lord, we pray your blessing on them as they uh, as they bring together people from all around the world. And Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you would, you would set us afire, Lord God. You would send us out so that we could be your witnesses to all nations. Jesus, would you help us this week to be a witness to our colleagues, to share Jesus with our neighbors, to offer prayer for our families. Lord, we thank you that you are the King above all kings. Lord, would you help us to take that message out of the streets, out into our workplaces, out into the schools. And Lord, may we see revival in our time. Jesus, we bring you all the glory, the praise, and the honor that you deserve. In your mighty name. Amen.
Amen. Hey, can we just give Elijah another round of applause and thank him for being with us this morning? May God bless you this week as you head out. May you be salt and light in this world. Make sure that if you're not able to join us on Wednesday, you pick up a proxy form for the EGM on your way out. But may God bless you this week. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a good one. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you've made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to encourage you on your journey. Help us help you by going to gatewaybaptist.com.au and clicking on Get Connected.